Welcome to the latest episode of Say What Podcast. Filling in for Laura, I'm Stuart Perkle. Here with me today is Colin Gillespie, a former Texas A&M standout, current Houston Texans fullback. Uh, Colin, thanks for coming in. Appreciate, uh, appreciate the time. Yeah, man. I'm happy to be here. Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, Colin, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, a little bit maybe about your Texans, uh, Texas A&M experience, and maybe uh, about what your life has been like as a rookie and moving into your second year as a Texan. Yeah, so I'm uh, born and raised in Katy, Texas, so we're shooting in Houston today, so I'm in the, in the home city. Um, I went to Taylor High School, uh, and then from there I moved on to Texas A&M and um, was, you know, was awarded the 12th man, so I got to have a pretty cool experience. It's a big deal. Pretty, kind, of, kind of a big deal at A&M. Uh, you know, got to, uh, you know, really experience one of the greatest traditions in college football, which is, uh, which is, which is the 12th man. Um, it's not necessarily... Yeah, I, I was number 12 and I got to be that player, but it's not really about me. It's about the student body. So that was definitely an honor and definitely a privilege. And then uh, last year, drafted in the seventh round by the Texans, hometown team, and uh, just kind of going from there. Rookie year was great. Um, you know, it's covered covered a big time frame there, but that's kind of the overview of, of, of how it went. I, uh, you know, I couldn't be more excited um, to finish rookie year and, and, you know, the season didn't quite end how we hoped, but moving on uh you know it's a new year it's a new me and uh i'm excited to get, get yeah excited to get started again but what did you want to do before football before you even ever you know picked up a football what did baby cullen want to do? <laughs> um well baby cullen wanted to be a football player okay. um but growing up cullen didn't want to be a football <laughs> player uh you know my we have a on ongoing joke in my family and it was the day i got drafted i kind of threw it in my mom's face because it was you know i was six years old or seven years old, you know, at home, first, second grade, trying to do homework, and I hated homework. I was a good student, but I hated homework, and my mom would be like, football's not going to last forever. You're not going to be in the NFL. I go, Mom, I'm going to be an NFL running back, which I'm not really an NFL running back, but it's kind of a similar thing. I'm a, I'm a blocking running back, and so uh, I was like, I don't want to do my homework. She's like, no, you're not fast enough. You're not big enough. It's not happening. I'm like, because she's a teacher, so she's all about, all about the education, so... Uh, the day I got drafted, I actually threw that in her face, and she goes, yep, I got to eat that one. You I were said, right, Colin. I said, yeah, you do. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that homework. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I would say in high school, I kind of um, – I didn't really get too many scholarship offers, so I kind of thrown football to the wind, was going to you know, finish out my senior year playing baseball and then basically go to school and join a fraternity and have fun. And uh, just, You did a couple of those things, right? Yeah, I, I did that. Yeah, I did. I, I did join a fraternity. <laughs> I did have some fun. I, I, I did play college football, so I had a pretty jam-packed college life. But I said I, um, I majored in environmental geosciences in college, so um, I specialize in human impact in the environment. So I always wanted to be a football player, but my senior year of high school, I was like, well, maybe I'll go work for an oil company someday. Uh, I mean, it is Houston, Texas, so that's uh, the industry you want to be in. So that was kind of the plan, and then it just um, turned into something else. So, Colin, you were saying you studied – Geo natural environmental geosciences. Okay, that sounds a lot. That's technical. I don't know what exactly that <laughs> means. Uh, the reason why I wanted to ask, you know, a lot of people can't handle being a college athlete. A lot of people can't can't handle being in a in a fraternity. A lot of people, I assume, can't can't handle the the coursework that you were you know involved with. So how did you juggle all three? Wing it. Wing it. <laughs> uh, no. Um, well, you you get used to living a regimented life. Like when you're a college athlete. 
you know, you have workouts in the morning, you have class from, you know, eight to two, and then you're in meetings from two to four, practice from four to six or seven. And then, you know, you have your three hours at home, you got to go home, get your rest and, and go to bed. Um, so you kind of figure out how to spend that time. If you're already going to be on campus, you might as well go get your homework done in the library. And if you want to have a social life while you're doing that, which I had a social <laughs> life, very, very fun social life. Um, you, uh, you know, you just got to kind of learn to balance it. I'm, I'm not going to say I was the biggest study, uh, study. I mean, I studied, don't get me wrong. I studied, I studied very hard. He has the Aggie ring to prove it. He graduated. Yeah. No, it's currently not on because I'll lose it if I wear it every day because football, I got to take it off all the time, but I digress. But, um, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did graduate. I went to grad school too, <laughs> but you just kind of have to find out what works for you. And what worked for me was, Waking up at about 1 a.m. the night before a test and studying for about eight straight hours, then going in and, and going and winging it. And you know what? I graduated with above a 3.0 GPA. I was a college athlete in a fraternity, so it's good enough for me. It worked for you. <laughs> it worked for me. You just got to find what works for you. Colin, I've noticed in my own experience, the more busy I was and the more structured I was, the, the more successful I was. Because, again, I had to maximize my time. And uh, and, and it seems you you agree with that. Now, how has that translated into your life as a professional athlete in a, in a little bit of what you wouldn't expect um your life isn't as structured as a professional athlete as it is a college athlete um your hours in the nfl are just like a normal job you know you you wake up in the morning you go to work and then at five o'clock you're out and you turn it off i would say the part that has changed for me is the off the field um because the season is so much longer because it's so much more competitive and because this is my profession now um, I have to lock it in more off the field off the field. I have to, you know, in college, I didn't focus much on my nutrition. Um, I didn't, you know, I wasn't worried about sleep. Um, I didn't study my playbook as much. So I didn't have as much of a playbook to study or be a responsibility. I kind of just did my thing and it ended up working out now as a uh, professional, um, you know, it's, it's off the field that you kind of have to worry about. You're busy all day in college. All day, every day, you're busy, you're going, going, going. You actually have more downtime in the NFL, in, in my opinion. But with it's it's kind of what you do with that downtime. And in college, it was like, oh, I got downtime, I'm going out. Like, what a, all this the time. This mixer, that social. Correct, correct. I was doing everything. I was all over the place. Now I'm like, okay, I got a big practice tomorrow. Um, I'm going to, you know, after practice, I'm going to stay a little bit after. I'm going to get some work on my legs. And then I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat a healthy dinner and I'm going to go to bed. It's not... Oh, getting out of practice as soon as possible, going to pick up Whataburger and then going out and get ready for workouts the next morning. Uh, you know, you kind of have to, if you want to be the best and you want to play at the highest level possible and you want to compete with, you know, the guys that are, that are doing those things, you kind of have to pick up on that, um, yourself. So I've sure. just focused more on off the field stuff. So you got to A&M, you decided to, to walk on, correct? Yep. Uh, were you still trying to play baseball? Had you given up on baseball and you were focused on football? No, I never had any desire to play college baseball. Yeah, that was that was out of it. it. Was senior year was done. I was like, baseball, I love you, but peace. I'm 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 done with you. Yeah, but uh, football. I mean, I always love football. But like I said, I'd given that up too. I was ready just to go be a student, and then um, I actually got a call to be a preferred walk on, which is kind of like in between a true walk on and in between a scholarship guy. Like it's like the GAs, not the coaches, but the GAs know your name. The graduate assistants know your name. And uh, you don't have to try out. You kind of just get thrown in with the scholarship guys. So had that opportunity. Um, you know, I spent two years off scholarship on the scout team. And then my redshirt sophomore year, uh, junior year, I got a got a scholarship and was also awarded the 12th man at the time and then 
kind of carried those honors on for the next three years. What was that moment like, Colin, to, to get the scholarship, to, to become the 12th man? I mean, two huge deals in a, in a college athlete's life. So how did – they both hit you in that same moment, correct, in the same time they, they They both hit within about a week of each other. And uh, the scholarship was completely blindsided. Like, I had no idea that was going to happen. Um, uh, coach Sumlin was our coach at the time, and he had always kind of given a, a walk-on or two, um, in our my case, three – guys you know he always he always honored guys who had been on the scout team worked hard and gave them scholarships and so I kind of figured by the time I got to uh you know this time we we knew that I was starting on every special teams as I was still a walk-on I was probably going to be the 12th man um people had already kind of started calling me 12 and stuff like that but I was walking into the the field house with my buddy one day and we kind of knew it was scholarship day. It was about that time. And I was like, yeah, you know, just jokingly, like going to go get my scholarship today. And, you know, he kind of hit me and like, um, said some choice words. I mean, we were just messing with each other, like joking around. And, and so the scholarship took me by complete surprise. We're in there and he, he gives it to our punter and then he gives it to one of my good buddies, our defensive lineman. And then, um, and he goes, keeps on kind of talking and I'm like, what? Sounds what? like you saved the best for last. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he's kind of saving the best for last. And then I don't know where he just goes and my man Gilly. And that's kind of where the name Gilly was born. Um, you know, people in the football facility called me Gilly, but no one, none of my friends from high school, college, no one really knew that was my nickname at football. I always wonder where that came from. Yeah. And it had come from a younger coach, but, um, Coach, someone said it, and then that got picked up by ESPN, was aired nationally, and then I got, and, and so that's kind of like the whole campus started calling me Gilly, and then about a week later, it was the night before the uh, UCLA game, which is the first game I started in, number 12, and our special teams coach brought it out and, and gave it to me, and and even though I knew that I was getting, I was going to be wearing that number, um, that was probably my greatest accomplishment in, in college. I mean, it meant so much more. Um, than the scholarship just because that is what I've been working for. I know my parents appreciate the scholarship. I appreciate the scholarship. A couple of bars at Northgate appreciated <laughs> the scholarship. But uh, really, personally, the, the getting the 12th man is really what meant the most to me. It's a real moment. For sure. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. You said you transitioned from linebacker to fullback as a senior. Yeah, so in my fifth year. last year. In your Correct. Year. Uh, what was that transition like? It seems like you played linebacker throughout high school too. So yeah. well, how was that transition? Well, Coach Fisher likes to yell, so he yelled at me a lot, um, called me some names I'm not proud of. I was going to say, it probably wasn't Gilly. It probably no, it wasn't, it wasn't Gilly. No, I, I love Coach Fisher. I have so much respect for that man uh, and what he did for my career, but uh, I always mess with him. Like, he just liked yelling at me. I, I think he just liked, liked to mess with me, which is fine. You know, it's a football field. You, everything gets yelled at you, goes in one ear, out the other, and I think that's what bothered him most because he yelled at me and he'd go in one ear and out the other and I'd make the same mistake again. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he might have wished I would have listened a little bit more. But uh, no, it was it was it was different. I had, I had never I was expected to be the starting fullback. I had never played offense before. I didn't understand any of the concepts, so I pretty much had to just learn everything wing off. It. Yeah, my, exactly. I had to wing it. Like I did the rest of college. Uh, I had to uh, pretty <laughs> much room football field. Yeah, I didn't didn't really learn much, but memorized everything. And so that's kind of how I treated fullback. I memorized what I was supposed to do, and then as the year progressed, spring training, um, then into the season, you know, you kind of start to get the feel for it, start to get kind of figure out what's going on and, and, and just kind of took it from there. Walk us through what draft day was like, because I assume tons of uh, friends and family around tons of emotion, you know, expectations, you know, could get drafted, could not get drafted. There's always that risk of every, of every college athlete or players. So what was it like when you got that phone call? Draft day was, was wild. Um, 
of course I had to have a huge draft party. I had like a hundred people there. Um, but I knew that, you know, at this party, um, you know, we had a bunch of TVs set up and I'm like, I know I'd, I'd been to a couple of my teammates draft parties before and then I got drafted. I'm like, okay, everyone's going to be sitting there staring at me. Cause that's, that's how it was. And I, I was one of those guys. I've been to a couple of draft parties. You're sitting there and like, you know, this guy's going to get drafted or what if he doesn't, or what if he starts falling in the draft? And so you're freaking out and you don't want to sit there and like stare at them, but you can't help it because in today's day and age, everyone's got to get the video. Yeah. And, um, I actually had a documentary, like a short film made about, you know, my entire story. And so they were there. For an award, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's up for an award in, in July. It's called Gilly. Um, check it out on Texas. It's pretty good. But, uh, so I was mic'd up. There was cameras everywhere. And I knew my friends would be watching. So I was like, Mom, I don't want to deal with this. So uh, we, I had my cousin went and bought like 100 pounds of crawfish. We had a crawfish boy. I was like, look, I'm, if I get drafted, it's going to be in like the seventh round. So, I mean, I, everyone's going to get here in the fourth round. And I don't want people staring at me for the next five hours. So we had a crawfish boy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, keep them busy. Uh, we'll hang around. Um, and then once, you know, sixth, seventh round, once six round hit, I thought maybe there's a chance. That's when I kind of sat down in front of the TV and then you just sit there on your phone. And I had, you know, I had my mom's phone as a backup, my phone on a charger and I'm sitting there watching the TV in the backyard. And you know, when I said I had three teams picked out, cause I, I, I was pretty sure the Texans were going to call me too and kind of make me an offer to, to, to play for them. And, uh, um, the fact that they drafted me was, you know, if, if I had a choice between, you know, my top three teams, I would have chose the Texans probably. Awesome. So it, uh, it worked it out. It worked out well, it worked itself out. Uh, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason. So, yep. So, Colin, uh, when you got to the NFL, whether it was, you know, that off season or right when games started, what was the one thing that really surprised you? Was it, you know, they always say the, the pace of the NFL is, is so different from, from college ball, but was it the talent? Was it the pace? Was it the, the lack of a busy schedule after hours? And it was the fact that it was actually a job. It wasn't football anymore per se like this is my profession this is what i'm choosing to do this is how i'm going to make money this is how i'm going to provide for my family um that i don't have if there's any single women listening <laughs> slide into the dms i'm here i'm i'm fielding all offers we'll put his ad <laughs> and you're in the most the highest profession of the most competitive profession in the entire world with the best athletes in the entire world so you go in with 90 guys and you know that half these guys are going to lose their jobs and it's, and it's not, you know, in college, if, you know, you're not starting, you're not playing, but you're still on scholarship. You're still on the team. You're still going to go to school. You're still staying out, hanging out with your friends. The NFL, you get cut. That's it. I mean, like another team could pick you up or anything could happen, but you go into every day knowing this could be my last day. This could be the end of, um, you know, my career, this could be the last, this could quite literally be the last time I put my cleats on. And, uh, that, you know, when that day when cuts happen, you know, you're seeing dudes that, you know, have got a wife and two kids and all of a sudden they have no job yeah. and they got to figure out what to do. So when you make wow. a big play, not only are you, you know, affecting yourself, your team, but you're also affecting their families, their checkbooks, everything. So it's, uh, it's definitely higher risk or it's higher reward, but I think that's, you know, in any situation, pressure makes diamonds, you know, so, uh, Ooh, dropping, dropping some put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, that, that, down that was, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. I can't believe I just said that, but no, but, but it's, but it's, it, it really is true. I mean, um, it, you definitely have to take it more seriously and there's definitely, 
you know, a sense of urgency when you get on the field that you're out there to work. This is work. I could be sitting behind a desk, crunching numbers, or I could be running as fast as I can down a field and hitting someone with my head. Sure. <laughs> so I choose the running fast and hitting people 10 times out of 10. And no one day I'll probably have to crunch numbers, but that day is not today. Until then, yeah. Until then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Colin, what would you say is your favorite aspect of being an NFL player? Getting to represent your hometown. I mean, playing football is awesome. And, and, and whenever you get in the mindset that it, that it is a job and that you're going out there and that you sit in meetings all day, but you get to eat all day, you're hanging out with your friends, you know, your the relationships you've made, the opportunities that get put in front of you and, and just everything that comes with being an NFL football player, you know, outside of the football field is, is just incredible. The, I've experienced some things that like, I just, I could have dreamed of. Yeah, I could have dreamed of. You had told me five years ago that this is what I'd be doing. I I would have laughed in your face. Like, there's no way, me, me that I'm an, that's gonna be me. So that's been cool. Um, and then just on the field, it's it's great. You're 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 playing. I mean, I, I think everybody is competitive to some point. I think the people in the NFL are ultra competitive because they have risen above the rest to get there. So to get to you know put your competitive and your athletic ability to the test against some of the best people at the top of their profession of in the entire world. I mean, it's it's awesome. You get to go out there and, all right, let's see what I got. And you got to prove yourself every day. And I, I, I love that. I love football because I love competition and I love lining up and saying, all right, it's me versus you. Who's going to win this battle? One versus one, let's go. Colin, you mentioned a moment ago, you know, the Colin five years ago would have never believed what today's Colin is doing. I'm going to assume at the top of that list is having a conversation with me. Yeah. So we're just going to assume that's what you were referring to. For sure, for uh, sure. But speaking of that conversation, Colin, the reason you're here today, uh, a couple months ago you decided to partner with us at Energy Ogre. Mm -hmm. It seems our brands and, and our missions really kind of aligned with each other. Uh, what made you, whenever we first reached out, what made you interested as to what we do? And uh, why, why do you find you're a good fit to work with us and, and to help educate and inform Texans uh, that you don't have to overpay for electricity and you can reallocate some of that money to other aspects of your life. Again, what, what would that resonated to you? Well, first of all, I mean, the people. Like, you've been great. Um, all, all the people that I've worked with have just been amazing. Um, since from, from day one, been been super supportive. One thing I've always prided myself on is I like to help people. You know, I was a, a team captain in, in college, and take that for what it is. I mean, you can be it for many different reasons, but I feel like one of the reasons my my teammates voted me in. It's because I would take the time out to, you know, talk to the people who were struggling, talk to the people who needed to get back on track, who needed to, um, you know, have, have a little guidance in their life. And I wouldn't say that's necessarily what energy yogurt does, but in terms of they help you save money. And, and right. so it's, um, if, if you can get a couple of extra hundred dollars or a couple thousand extra dollars in your pocket a year, you know, that, leaves you more financial freedom to, you know, if you're an adult, maybe spend more time with your kids or if you're someone my age, you know, buy yourself a new car or put it, put that down payment on a house or it, I just, if I can help, you know, my friends and my family and then the people of Houston, Dallas, the, the people of Texas, right. you know, put more money in their pocket. Um, I mean, who doesn't want more money? And if I can be the one that helps them do that, it's, uh, it's great. I haven't talked to a single person that hasn't come up and been like, 
man, like, why'd you have me have me sign up for that? Every, every single person has been like, dude, I didn't realize how much I was overpaying. Yeah, for my parents saved over like $1,000 this year. Hopefully they spend that money on me, mom, dad. <laughs> I know, present, I know you're going to listen to this. Uh, you still <laughs> owe me that watch from graduation. It deserves so uh, let's just reinvest that back into <laughs> me, please. Uh, no, but... Uh, like, I, like I said before, you know, you, you talk to people who, who sign up and who had no idea that they had options and, and, and see, you know, it really make a difference and, and help people save money. It's, it's been a pretty, pretty cool experience. Now, one of those neat experiences that Colin that you and I've worked with and an experience over that you've enjoyed with us is, has been, you've been the, a star feature in the queued up episodes mm-hmm. put on by the uh, Houston sports authority with Patty Smith. Yep. Uh, you've had the, the pleasure of working with her and then all these, you know, Olympic, World Series, NFL, you know, Super Bowl winning, you know, quarterbacks and athletes. Uh, what has it been like for you to, to kind of meet some of these guys and talk to them about some of the charities that, they, that they've worked with? I mean, Patty, Self, Patty Smith herself is a Houston legend. Yep. What has that experience been like for you? Uh, I never thought I'd talk to Carl Lewis. So I, I kind of got to, uh, you know, have a have a conversation with him. Uh you know, Coach Mac, Coach Mac Brown, uh, Selvin Young, um, George Foreman, George Foreman, yeah, the champ. Uh, why am I talking to these people? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's it's wild to me that I just don't really see myself as a professional athlete. I kind of just see myself as. Uh, We'll not get into that, but just uh, <laughs> I, I just don't see myself for for what uh, for for talking on the level with these people. So it's been super cool to you know be able to talk to them, and then and every week Energy Ogre's been donating money, and so it's it's been cool to be able to give back to the 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 foundation they've been starting in the communities, and especially with everything going on with the uh, you know with uh, the coronavirus. I mean, it's been um, it's been a cool time to like I said, help people. That's why I'm here. And to further that mission and being able to give to so many charities and, and, and speak to these people of, about issues. It's been great. Cause I think it's been what 10 charities or the, the whole series, the whole, all the episodes are going to be 10 and yep. that'll be 10 episodes or 10 charities we've been able to donate towards. So it's cool to yeah. see, you know, that money be put to, to good use and people in the community that actually need it. For sure. It's been awesome. Benefit. Now, cool. Let's kind of segue back to football, man. We have a couple questions to end on, but uh, I want to finish with, you know, some football stuff and then some fun stuff for the end. Uh, so, Colin, what are your expectations for, for this upcoming season? It still seems the NFL hasn't come out and said, at least I haven't seen, that they're going to, you know, start this date. And, you know, the NBA and MLB are, are kind of making strides to, to kick things off. Where does the NFL stand? And that's <laughs> confidential information. I, I, I mean, I, I wish I had confidential information to share, but – I'm going to be honest, I, I learn just about as much from watching ESPN um, as the next guy. So I get Twitter notifications just like everyone else. And um, I, I honestly don't know. Right now the plan is to start our report July 25th, and I'm planning on doing that. And and, and uh, training camp will start up, and we'll get the season underway. But um, I think the main point is you got to be ready for everything. you got to be flexible, adaptive, and, and, and no matter what happens, uh, you know, just roll with the punches. Uh, you know, but that's that's life. You never really know what's going to happen in life. If you got everything planned out, you're probably doing something wrong. So, right. um, I'm I'm excited to, uh, <laughs> you know, I think we're going to wing it this year and, and uh, see what happens. Now, well, Colin, we have 12 questions for you. Again, you can probably figure out why we chose 12. Kind of symbolic <laughs> for you. Uh, kind of rapid fire. Whatever, I don't know how you want to call them. It's basically 21 questions, but 12. Gotcha. So, uh, some one word answers. Some you can be elaborate if you'd like. Colin, we're going to start off with what's your favorite thing to do in your spare time. 
A little bit of spare time. I like to cook. A lot of spare time. I like to hunt and fish. Okay. Yeah. What kind of things are you hunting? Uh, I love the deer hunt. Love the dove hunt. Um, you know, pigs. Re- really, really anything in South Texas. Okay. I'm I'm game for. So, uh, Colin, you mentioned that you're single. So, for any celebrities watching right now, uh, who's your celebrity crush? Ashley Frangipani. I don't even know if I said that right, but otherwise known as Halsey. Um, beautiful voice. Yeah, yeah, just beautiful woman on the inside and out. Call me um, if you're out there listening. I actually already told this to 110,000 in Kyle Field, but I am in love with you. So, oh, so they, this, is, this is an ongoing. Thing. Yeah, they put this on the on the big screen. You haven't responded to any of my tweets. <laughs> it's cool. It's Halsey. not a problem. I understand you've got bigger and better things going on, but I'm here. I love it. <laughs> I didn't Shoot. break eye contact with the camera. Just, <laughs> I love you. This could be a That was creepy. Okay. This could be the true like Romeo and Juliet kind of story. You know? More She's like on her balcony and we're down there. It's more like a, um, I'm trying to think of a movie character that just like never like gets the girl. <laughs> what would be a good, a good character? Like, like, about? like, no, like, uh, Eeyore from uh, Winnie the Pooh. Just like, got like a rain cloud over me at all times. <laughs> you can change that, Halsey. <laughs> she can, yeah. Colin, what would you say is your favorite social media? I know you're big on Twitter. I know you have a pretty good, you know, you dress pretty well, so your Instagram looks good. Uh, what's your preferred social media platform? Um, I'd probably say it's Instagram. But recently, I just got on TikTok. And no, no one can follow me. Uh, TikTok's for me. So, <laughs> um, I, I don't post anything on there either. But... I don't know. TikTok's awesome. It's I thought it was, man. yeah, I thought it was just going to be like a bunch of like young, like middle schoolers doing dances. And then I was like, whoa, there's like a whole nother world. <laughs> I've done like six like recipes off TikTok. Like I said, stuff, I love the cook- yeah. cooking stuff. So like my whole feed's kind of like cooking stuff, like satisfying videos and then like fishing stuff. So cool. it's, uh, yeah, it, it's Instagram's probably number one, but TikTok has gone like this and then like, straight up okay. so that's that's where i'm at on that colin what would you say is your biggest pet peeve chewed gum i chewing gum's cool like you can chew gum that's great i chew gum chew it spit it out like do your thing but like if i'm sitting there and someone's like you know eating dinner and then like they like put the gum on their plate like let it uh, sit there or like they have it on like the top of a coke can or like they're playing with it like it uh I can't Strange. Even, oh, it just freaks me yeah. out. I can't do it. And like my dad does it. And I'm just like, dad, <laughs> like I will literally get this Coke and throw it out the window. And I mean, I won't, I'm not a litter. That was the wrong way, but like the wrong way <laughs> to put an that. Expression, expression. I mean, it was an expression, but like I, my friends know it and they'll try and mess me about it. And like, you can mess me about a lot of stuff, but if we're like wrestling or just like, you know, doing whatever, and they pulled the chew coming. I literally will look at them and say, I will punch you. Like, like in the face, I will hit you hard. You know, this is the one thing that like, don't mess with me about. I will hit you. I will hit you hard and I will not feel bad about it because you know. Very, I'm very passionate right now. I'm already like getting heated. Um, if I you do this, I will it. hit you. I will hit you. Colin, did that stem from some seventh grade detention where you're scraping gum on your desk? I mean, oh, where, that is the worst. Where, where did this manifest? Oh from? my, it's did, just, did that, was that if you sit that? down and you put your hand on a chair under a desk and you touch it, it was just so inconsiderate. It's just, yeah. I will literally have to get up and go wash my hands. I can't deal with it. I cannot deal with it. I've never stuck gum on the bottom of a desk or bottom of a chair. And I, I just don't understand why you would do that. That's pure evil, honestly. Get it? Spit it out in the trash can. That's yeah. great. Wonderful. I love you. Great. Don't put it around me. And it, you don't even have to keep the gum wrapper itself. It could be a tissue. It can be 
just spit it into the garbage can directly. And there's so many ways that you can expo- you can dispose of it. You know, I will fight you. <laughs> I'm very glad I asked that question because I would have never expected to have no, such a no that's, zealous response. I can't do it. Okay. I can't do it. Well, interestingly, the next question, Colin, was grossest thing you've seen in a locker room or worst injury you've seen on the field. <laughs> We've already talked about some gross things, but let's let's specify that to the worst injury you've seen in all your years of football. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk about gross things in the locker room because when you get 100 guys in the locker room, there's some... Sights and some smells, maybe. Yeah, yeah. just not even going to get into that. But um, one of my buddies in, in college, it was our sophomore year, he dislocated his elbow. So, like, we were on the practice field. It was, like, a freak injury, like, something like... This doesn't happen normally, but he'd gone in, and, like, his arm had got caught, and his arm was, like, facing the other way. It's in a block, or was he... Tired? I don't remember exactly how i mean it was six seven years ago but i actually remember the side of like his arm facing the other way and 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 sure enough you know they i mean they popped it he went to the hospital because i mean if your arm's facing that way you're gonna go to the hospital correct but you know they popped it back in and he was out there practicing within a week so like i mean it wasn't yeah i mean that but that's football you can't play you're not really worth everything worth anything and if you're Mm -hmm. chasing it you're chasing the dream to be an nfl player like you know Time is money. Being on the field is money. So you gotta you gotta make the most of it. But I think every football player plays through pain, plays sure. through hopefully not injury. But by the end of the NFL season, no one's healthy. Uh, Colin, what is one thing that people would be surprised to know about you? Would it be an interest of yours, or certain passion, or something that you're uh, obviously you studied geo geoscience, environmental ge- geosciences, environmental geosciences. So we've already discussed that, but. What's something else that would surprise people? Um, in in like the past year, I've really started to get into like photography and art. Even though I I got a camera for Christmas, and I I did take I did like go out of my way. I took a photography class. My camera didn't have a memory card in it, so I kind of just took pictures and they went away. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't retain any of the information. But uh, I would I would say that's kind of surprising. People are like, oh, you want to go take and I don't want to like take pictures of people. I want to take pictures of like trees and flowers and like nature, like which I don't think that's what people expect. What is your favorite condiment or sauce? <sighs> this is a my personal favorite question for today. So condiment or sauce? I'm a big sauce guy. Like I like I like sauce on everything. Sauce like, makes everything better. Correct. Correct. Um, I mean, you really can't beat Whataburger ketchup. I love Whataburger Spicy ketchup. Spicy or OG ketchup. So I love spicy food. I love I like spicy things, but I think the regular ketchup is better. I think the flavor is better. Um, I don't dislike the spicy ketchup. I just prefer the regular ketchup. Um, that's that's unbeaten. Uh, cane sauce. Yep. Cane sauce is unreal. And then um, just more generic. Uh, you throw mustard on just about everything. I love mustard. So if you weren't drafted, what would you be doing now professionally? My junior year. Uh, I mean, I I had done a couple internships. I you know I'd been on like a walk and talk with waste management and spent a day out in the field with them. Um, I did. Um, I worked for another um, geology firm and, and and kind of worked at landfills doing environmental site assessments and like water testing across Texas. Oh. Um, but to be honest with you, my my junior year, kind of when I guess my senior year when I was getting ready to graduate. You know, when most people are making their resumes, sending out job offers, um, it was, I just finished, okay, so I just finished my fourth year. Coach Fisher just got here. It's January. I saw a spring ball and then a, um, you know, a season to do. 
And so that's when you should be applying for jobs, trying to find internships. And, and basically my, my parents were on me that, you know, they were telling me, you know, you need to make a resume, you know, you need to start looking for jobs. And I, I basically told my parents, I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that because one, I wasn't too worried about getting a job. Um, I figured, uh, you know, I've, I've done enough. I have a degree. Um, I can go in and, and, and I'll figure it out. But right now my focus is football and I don't want to have a backup plan. Yep. I need that to motivate me. If I say, oh, well, you know, I have, I've got this job offer from this company and, and, you know, if football doesn't work out, um, then I'll just go do that. And I didn't want that fallback plan. Um, cause I, I need that motivation. You know, I'm, I'm, if I've got a fallback plan, more than likely I'm, that's, you're going to need it. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what I'm going to go to. So I, I told my parents, I said, look, I'm going to pursue a career in football. I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket. And if it doesn't work out, I'll figure it out later. Cool. What's the best advice you've been given? We got to hear Kobe Bryant speak um, about in, in training camp. So I say six months before he died and we got to, he came out and he oh. spoke to the entire team and he really kind of talked about, uh, you know, like his Mamba mentality. I mean, he was just on a whole nother level with, I, I think, I don't think really anyone has it. I think that people strive to get there. Um, you know, I, I strive to do that, but I think I have a little more free time than he did. But uh, he kind of spoke about it all came back to love. Everything that you do should be about love. So if you don't love something, don't do it. And if, if you love the game of football, then you need to put everything that you have into it. So that kind of changed my perspective of, yes, it, it did turn into a job, but do I love this job? And if I don't love this job, then why am I doing it? Why am I wasting my time? Life's too short to not, you know, ex experience everything and live it to the fullest. So, um I kind of refell in love with the game after hearing that. And every decision that I make on or off the field affects my career. Everything I eat, everything I drink, everything I do physically, everything I do mentally, it all affects football because that is what my life is right now. My life is football. So um, really just loving what you do. And so that I, I, I kind of took that to heart. And um, it's it's really changed me in, in, in all aspects of life too in terms of the way I treat my friends, my family, um, how I spend my free time. Or Colin, so if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I actually had this conversation with someone the other day, and I said mind reading, but then the more I thought about it, I was like... Dangerous, man. Yeah, that's horrible, and that's just such an invasion of privacy. So I'm not going to say that. Um, I think teleporting. I think teleporting is... is I, I think my friends and I talk about it the most, is uh, driving back from a, a trip to you know Austin or Galveston or San Antonio or Dallas, wherever you went, it's like... Why, why do I have to, to drive? Like, like it's, it's 2020. Have we not invented a way to teleport yet? I mean, you'd be able to maximize your, you, all the time you spend traveling and, and doing all these other things, I mean, you'd really be able to maximize your time with teleporting. Like sleep, okay, you get that extra hour of sleep. You, get, you wake up, you get ready, snipe your fingers, you're at work. Colin, favorite music artist or top three? So if you don't have one particular favorite band, you know, musician, artist, give us... Two or three. Who's on your Mount Rushmore, maybe? Okay. So I'll give you, I'll give you a Mount Rushmore. Um, for rap, I'd say it's J. Cole. Um, J. R&B uh, rap. Uh, I think J. Cole's one of my favorite artists. I mean, I think I mean Drake's up there, too. I mean, that's the same genre. But um, then if you go to, like, uh, I mean, I've got, there's so many. Uh, I mean, if I go to, if I, if I go to country music, I think that, um 
Parker McCollum, Co Wetzel, Tyler Childers. I mean, the list goes on. Turnpike Troubadours. Uh, I wish they were still together. I I can't pick one. Um, I I love them all. I, I love. So you music, listen to everything. So from I I listen to a wide variety. A wide variety, everything across the board. I don't really have a opinion on that big of an opinion on music. If it sounds good, it's uh it's for me. Uh, what is one message you'd give to your fans, whether they're A and M uh, Aggies or whether they're Texans or some other people in the, in the Houston community? Uh, what would you say to everyone watching today? Sign up for Energy Ogre and use promo code <laughs> Gilly because if you do, I get paid and um, I like getting paid. So G I L L Y. That's Gilly. G I L L Y. No, um, you know, some people I get sometimes that like. I mean, oh, like I kind of saw you at this thing, but I didn't really want to come up and say hi to you. Like I was nervous or, or I didn't want to bother you. Um, I think if you ever see me out in public and you want to come say hello, like definitely don't be, don't be afraid. Um, I promise I don't bite. Uh, I'm, I'm always looking to have a conversation and meet new people. I initially thought the conversation would be maybe 20, 30 minutes. Colin, we're probably going on what seems to be over an hour plus. Good. So thanks for your time today, man. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we're definitely appreciative for you guys watching. Uh, that does it for today's episode of Say What? Say What? I, he does it better than me. <laughs> Again, Stuart Perkle, Colin Gillespie has been fun. I'll see you next time.